You can both go and <laughs> sit on a pine cone. Take that. Damn, my soundboard is slow today. Let's try that again. Ooh, Ooh. That was dirty. Fucking hell, that was the jet <laughs> Very version. Dirty. Okay, let's try again. All right, there's the good one. We're waking it up. I think it's the phone. And you're okay. She came into the window. She said, bro, you got a lighter. Damn. Uh, so. So I lent her my lighter and she fucked off with my lighter. <laughs> and are you dog cunt? And are you dog cunt? Give <laughs> back my lighter. <laughs> we been up to people are listening to this after is this after the the gay app after the towers fell what ellen is this after the interview that we did with grace or before this will be after this will be after all right because we're skipping the one that was terrible is that we skipping it the bad zoom ones yeah the bad zoom ones i keep calling it zoom it's not zoom it's like how people say kleenex yeah. How did Zoom become like... The- I don't know, because Discord's better. Even fucking Skype is better. But I'd never heard of Zoom until the pandemic. There's your yeah. fucking uh, uh, conspiracy, yeah, conspiracy rabbit hole to go down. What does Klaus Schwab have stocks in Zoom? I bet he does. Yeah. Can you Google that? Yeah, I mean, what? maybe. You can Google the phrase that I just said. I don't know how fruitful that search is going to be. I'm sure someone will have some sort of graph with cues all over it. Mm. Um. While you're doing that, um, how have we been doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm. I just came out of a night swing that I, you know, sometimes you can step out of it pretty easily and you can switch back to days. This has not been one of those swings. I'm just sleeping at all the regular hours, except for the hours that I want to sleep at. Um. And I start doing days tomorrow, so let's see. <laughs> let's Cl- see how we go. Damn, Fine. Klaus Schwab is worth twenty-five to a hundred million dollars. That's not what does very this motherfucker much. even do? That's not very much of anything. But for what he does, that's true. What does he do? What is his? Look at job? his hands. Yeah, I think it's the angle. They're not that stubby. But imagine yeah. if they were. Which we just have really. Yeah, short. they're like a knuckle short. That's got to be the angle. <laughs> What f- fucking Zoomer ass website is this where it's got Klaus Schwab net worth and then the diamond emoji, the face with dollar signs emoji, and the cash emoji? Finty. I mean, yeah, that sounds queer. Uh, Finty.com. Honey, it's Finty. Vogue. So you've been not sleeping well because you're a shift worker. Yeah, and like I said, usually it's it's all right. It's not the first time I've done this, but this one was particularly bad. I don't know, man. I just really fucking goofed coming out of Night Swing, so I've been dead to the world. But I'm here now. We're doing APFM, a podcast for men. Don't know if I mentioned that. Don't know if I let you guys know. And I don't know why you would listen this long into a show that you, you didn't know what it was. Oh, they're aware. They know. They yeah. know. Yeah. Give us some kind of what? What did you put some new drops on? 
I did. I've got some new drops. We've got... Uh, Speedway, watch it explode. Nice. Yeah. So that's when we're getting pumped up. That's, what, that's the one that we use when we're getting ready to do shit. We're just like, all right, let's go to the bottle Yeah. Saturday night is podcast night. Um, and then go. we've got... That one. <laughs> Which this is not. This is a free episode, but we may as well do the plug right now. If you want an extra episode per week that makes two a week, it's a 100% increase. You can go to patreon.com slash a podcast for men and subscribe. I was waiting for you to hit the premium drop there, but that's fine. Premium! There you go. There we wow. go. I was we're, fiddling. A, we're a functioning podcast. I was, I was fiddling with the thing here. A lot of moving parts here, people. You had one job. A lot of things going on. Oh, I brought a, I'm going to open my drink. I brought a can in. Can Very I nice. Bu- oh, I can rearrange the buttons. I'm learning so much. Okay, so if I do 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 Super Speedway, oh, yeah. watch it explode. Just the shameless Akadaka ripoff. Yeah, they know their audience. That put asses in the seats. They brought the kids. They brought the Stayed family. Stayed etched into my mind from when I was a, a boy. From, from when I was a wee lad, I remember that. When I was a boy. This shit was on a lot yeah. from memory. <laughs> it may not have been on that much, but I I heard that. Feels like Super constantly. Speedway, watch it explode. And I did. I I found the one. Oh no, um, Ellen found the one with the Tchaikovsky, right? I don't think I found the exact one, but I found the the music. I Are didn't you, find the I'm, thing. Oh, I'm sure that at some point we've watched the Tchaikovsky one. We have, but I just found like where <laughs> what. Um, uh, Just the sound of explosions and engines over. We have to go to the speedway at some point. We do. This is stolen valor. We talk about it so much. It'll be shit as fuck, but nah, it'll be great. I mean, no, we 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 should go. I'm I'm pro us going. I just don't think it'll be good. Okay. Well, uh, I have a thing of the week for us. Thing of Uh, the week. Cue the the drop. So what's going on here? Mm. Um, so this is, I guess it's it's sort of on brand. I would say that it's kind of like a, a men's issue in that it's an issue with men that we can speculate about. Never um, seen, going to put it out there, never seen a woman do this. Yeah, so. And women can do this. I watched the UFC. I've seen women perform this kind of move. So. Uh, there was a guy who, according to this, was a was a marine. I'll need to double check that with the yeah that tracks a marine in America who's a crazy homeless person with Absolutely. the Guardian uh, article. It's the uh, what is it? What's the name of the the name of the guy? Uh, yeah, Jordan Neely was a was a homeless dude who was killed on the subway, just murdered in in New York City. For being too loud. <laughs> yeah, he was a... My impression of New York City, loud. Yeah. A lot of loud people, a lot of loud things. You don't just murder all of them. Yeah. So... Apparently you do. Well, all right, so we'll tell, we'll tell the story properly. Jordan Neely was uh, 
a homeless guy who was being unruly and uh, weird on the subway, which I'm sure is really out of character for New York subways. Mm, never seen that before. It's much. It's very similar to Japan in New York, where everyone's quiet and it's considered a faux pas to discuss things or take phone calls. So Jordan Neely was being loud, and this uh, good Samaritan, this hero, this champion of the people, the people's champion came and put him in a headlock, like a rear naked choke, while other dudes like pinned down his arms and legs and ended up killing the guy. Just... I hope all the people that helped pin him down also get done as accessories to murder. Like, look look at that. Look at this. He's in there tight. He doesn't have his hand behind his head, but he's like got his forearm and his upper arm are like around his neck. Uh, we won't do like the full, you know, minute by minute of what the what the struggle is like. But basically, a bunch of people pulled, pinned this guy to the ground. I haven't seen any footage come out of the moment before. Like, I don't know if he was talking to him first and then it became a fight or if he but like... But the interview that I've seen or like the comments made by the, the murderer... Um, even he doesn't allege that he tried to do anything. Like, he didn't say, I tried to talk to him, blah, blah, blah. He just says the guy was yelling and he took his jacket off or I did whatever. an ocular pat down and yeah, I, assessed like, the, I assessed the situation and my training told me the, every The one person my... who would be the most biased towards making it sound like he tried to have a conversation with him did not do that. Yeah. I, I assessed the situation. Uh, I gave him an ocular pat down and all of my instincts... Deemed him a threat. All of my instincts told me that uh, yeah. you need to come up behind him and put him in a rear naked choke. They probably won't, but the people that held him down should also be tried as accessories to murder because mm-hmm. that's what they are. They help someone murder someone <sighs> in fucking cold blood. Like, it's that fucking simple. The, to- uh, the confrontation, this is the Guardian article, the confrontation took place as an F train traveling through, traveling north reached Broadway, Lafayette Station in Soho. Witnesses say Jordan Ely, uh say recognizable to some New Yorkers as Michael as a Michael Jackson impersonator. So he's like a public performula a performula? Performula. He's a he's a public performer. He's a public performula. He's one of those dudes that sort of dance around dressed as, you know, whoever and ask for spare change. He's a busker. Yeah, a busker. One step up above panhandling, basically. Um, I wonder, do you think buskers make more the uh, more or less or the same as panhandlers? Because I give to homeless people. I have never given to a busker. It depends how good they are. At panhandling? No, at busking. <laughs> like, what are they doing? And, but, yeah, yeah, I think it just depends on how good they are. Because where I used to work, there was a, like, in, in our city, we can say we're from Perth, right? Yeah. <coughs> Excuse yeah. me. Um, I'm sure we have before. In the CBD of Perth, there are, like, I guess, specific zones where you can busk. Um, and you need to have like a license, I guess. Um, Those are super easy. You just apply and sell yeah. Them what but you I just do. mean like so. There's specific areas, and one of the specific areas was right out the front door of somewhere that I used to work. So we would see like a see in here a rotating roster of like the same few buskers, like you know, per month. And uh, some of them were not very good. Anyway, so. 
Now, the man who pinned down Neely has not yet been identified, but has been described in local reports as a 24-year-old former U.S. Marine. The man held Neely in a chokehold. Oh, he was a Marine. With, yeah. I thought you were saying Neely was a Marine. No, 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 no. So that's why I was saying it makes sense that he's like, you know, homeless because they don't look after their no. veterans. Oh, I get what you mean. No, it's it makes sense that it was a Marine because he's a, a former professional tough guy who now just has to operate in society where nobody respects him. Yeah, as a civilian. Yeah, he has to make this really hard choice where like, do I want to put on the uniform and get automatic respect from old people uh, or... Do I want to dress like a normal person and not get respect? And surprise choke people out on the train. Yeah. So, recognized by local reports as a 24-year-old U.S. Marine, the man held Neely down uh, in a chokehold with his legs, legs wrapped around his body, nearly lost consciousness during the struggle, and later died in the hospital. So, him being a Marine, he's trained in some kind of hand-to-hand combat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he would be. So He's trained in, like, he, the cool he needs combat. To, he needs to go to jail. He needs to go to prison because he's someone that can't claim that they didn't know that the thing that they were doing was a lethal move, a potentially lethal move. Yeah, before I saw, before I read this, I thought it was just some guy who was super into, you know, like, MMA. I thought it hey, was, I mean, like, maybe you know, as well, but. white guy watches MMA once, thinks he's a badass, that kind of thing. Uh, finding out that he, I mean, allegedly he could be, he could not be. It's based off of speculation. Again, they don't know who the guy is, but if he does turn out to be somebody who's received like formal professional training in hand-to-hand combat, uh, that's a big oof. That's either you deliberately killed a person because you thought you could get away with it or you thought that it was your right to do that. Or it's a guy who's gone through all this training and also happens to be a fucking idiot who doesn't know how to handle himself properly. Like that. Or all of the above, you know? It's all that quite too. possible. You killed a guy because he was annoying. Hmm. You know how many people are annoying to me in my day-to-day life? <laughs> Cameron! <laughs> You're annoying! Um, yeah, just, like, unbelievable shit. Um, and then also, obviously, the way that he was treated afterwards, which was that he just, like, went home. Like, he wasn't immediately arrested Honey, I've killed a guy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if he'll come forward or if they'll find him. Because if he comes forward, it'll be very interesting to be like, you know, do you feel bad? So what, do we, as of right now, not know who he is and he's not in custody? Uh, I don't think or so. Or hasn't been arrested in any way, even if he's been let out on bail. Let me just look for the most... Get out of my face. Look for the most recent... Um, and I guess the question has to be asked because it's being posited. Uh, is this a racial thing? I don't know that it's a racial thing. Uh, it was a white guy killing a black guy, but that's not necessarily a racial thing off the out of the gate. Yeah, I think it's hard to say because it may well just be a prick killing a homeless person. Like oh, someone, someone that he sees is beneath him for one reason or another. Race may be a factor. Race may not be a factor. It could just be because he's an annoying homeless person. But I would say, and there's no way for me to prove this. So this is just my own, um, my own, not allegation, but suggestion that there can be a, uh, racial undertones to these things when someone has 
you know, basically has unchecked racism and they're the the trope of the white guy that's like sitting there just like, oh, give me any excuse kind of thing. Yeah. Like, like dudes who walk around thinking that they're dangerous and it's like, I just need an opportunity. Yeah. So there could be a racial element there. Like it's hard to say because at the end of the day, he just randomly killed a person for being annoying. So what is going on with that guy is sort of hard to speculate. He's obviously a moron and a sick person, you know, one way or the other, whether or not there's something racial there, hard to say from the facts of the case as we know it, but I would suggest that probably there is a racist undertone, even if that's not what like prompted it. Like he didn't go like, I'm going to kill a black guy. If you have like an underlying, uh, hate or distaste towards someone, it makes you more predisposed to, you know, acting towards them in hateful ways, like murder. So this is the, this is Business Insider. This is an article that's like 16 hours old now. Um, Daniel Penny, 24-year-old Marine vet, is the man That name is fucking lame. Yeah. Um, Daniel Penny. The former Marine who's seen choking homeless uh, Michael Jackson impersonator in the subway killing blah uh, blah blah is Daniel Penny, a 24-year-old surfing enthusiast. From, yeah. yeah, bro. From West Islip. Islip? Is- Islip. 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 From Long Island. Uh, yeah, he can be seen with his hand around his neck, etc. It just goes through the whole thing, but basically... It was it was this guy. What were the people on the train doing? Nothing. That's what happens on New York subway. Nobody does anything. Like just that's sit around. it's so incredible to me. And look, I know that everyone likes to say that they would be a tough guy or they'd do something different or whatever, whatever. But like, I I really feel like if I saw someone choking someone out in front of me, I would first appeal to that person, like, hey, look, that you, you're gonna seriously hurt this person and try to convince them to stop. And if they didn't, I would engage that person because you don't just sit there and watch while someone chokes someone to death. And if you know anything about choking, it's not like what happens, the air and all the blood to the brain gets cut off. That's not a good time. Yeah. So like, I, th- I, th- I don't know. I think it's, I think it's really telling that he went for like the, the rear naked choke specifically. Cause that's a, Depending on the angle, that's either a blood choke or you're, like, crushing their trachea. And if you're crushing their trachea, they can't breathe. Obviously, that's bad. But if you're doing a blood choke, you've got about a 30-second window before you kill them, right Mm. after they fall asleep. Yeah. So, like... Brain needs blood, people. Yeah. I don't know if you remember this from human biology at school, but the brain needs blood. It's super, super dangerous. Like, you can... Uh, like best case scenario, you've just put them to sleep, whatever, and you've got to be really quick on the draw to Which make sure that Which even that you're... can cause brain damage. Like yeah. getting knocked out is still not good for you. Yeah, like you could cause you can cause serious brain damage. You can cause clots. You can fuck somebody up irreparably by putting them to sleep with a blood choke, holding it for a little bit longer, and you've just killed a guy. It's uh, yeah. I'm just astounded that nobody did anything. I'm not. I'm not astounded at all. That seems like perfectly normal, uh, like, subway behavior for people to just sort of stand... That's the bystander effect. Nobody wants to take responsibility. Also, it's like... So people are saying... It's crazy that the only thing that any other people did was help hold him down. Like, that's the the only, like, motivating factor. That is actually pretty fucking crazy as well. Like, if we go back back to this, you can see there's other people who are like... 
Yeah, one dude's on his shoulder or whatever. I don't know if he's like, you know, talking to him, being like, yo, maybe you should stop. But like, um, actually, let's listen. Ah, so this is being filmed from outside of the train, so we can't hear what's being said. Um, yeah, but a bunch of dudes are just like on top of him. While he's writhing around on the floor. Yeah, man. It's like you got him. He's restrained. He's mm-hmm. down. There's three of you. There's three dudes here. You're telling me that three grown men can't restrain this tiny, like, twinky looking dude? I hope this shit haunts them to the day they fucking die. Yeah. It's... Uh, like, you've yeah. got to just be a disgusting pile of shit to help someone, a stranger... Like, to help anyone, but particularly the fact that it's like, you don't even know this guy. Well, Like, I, you have no... Like, what? why are you helping him kill someone? I, well, here's the thing. If I, I don't, came and knocked on your door, I was like, bro, like, my neighbour is really pissing me off. He keeps playing loud music. He, he parks in my spot. One of his trees, like, hanging over my... Fa- I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. Can you, you help wanna, me kill him? Yeah. Do you want to go on an adventure with me? Like, crazy. Um, yeah, it's... I don't. Th- here's the thing. I don't think that their their intention was to kill him. I don't know that. I don't think that anybody's intention here was to was to kill this guy. I just think that it's a case of like, I don't know, quiet tough guy syndrome, where it's like you know, like what you were saying. It's like I wish a motherfucker would. I will step in and I'll be the guy. And like this dude's being loud. Apparently, he was just yelling because he didn't have. He was like, I don't have any food. I don't have any money. He's just having a bad day. He's mentally ill. Um, he lives outside. Yeah. Like, I challenge anyone to live outside for 24 hours. Just 24. Mm-hmm. Well, like, be just, I challenge anybody to be hungry and cold for 24 hours. Like, having, think of the kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's, it's basically winter here in Australia. So fast for 24 hours and don't turn any of your heating on. Lay down on your floor. Get ignored by everyone. Like, imagine, like, can you think of the social isolation of homelessness where people, are, they're going to assume that you're asking them for money so they'll just avoid looking at you? Like, the psychological damage that just homelessness in general must do to a person. It makes sense that they go crazy. Which And, is, like, every day. That's like, like constantly. A, like, it's not like there's that one moment where they're like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm homeless, and that's a really bad moment for them. From that point on... Every day that's reinforced, as you say, by every person that walks past them, every fucking security guard or piece of shit cop that moves them on, like, and then, yeah, every time they have to try and find a place to sleep and not die at night time. Um, yeah, it's, ho- homelessness is, is, like, ridiculously fucked up. You get, you get ill, you get sick really easily because, like, you don't have anywhere clean to hang out. Um, if you're like one of these, I guess you could say like organized homeless people, they've got like the bags full of stuff you ever see, like around the city, they'll have people yeah, who've got their little camps. Those are the organized homeless people. And but- they get moved on by the cops because some dickhead business owner is like, oh, there's this fucking homeless the pause, people. They're bringing the property, da- property value down. Or like they, uh, they put those noise machines, which is like, great, you've ruined my day as well. Have you seen those? No, but I've heard of them. 
They're like, there's one. There's those, or there's like the, um, if you the go, infrastructure. They're like the spikes on the floor or the bars yeah. through the middle of benches. Those are like, those are crazy because it's just like. All those weird, like, stand sit benches that are everywhere in I the London underground. I hate leaning benches. So those fucking like leaning suck. Benches, it, which is ridiculous. Like, it, it's. I want to sit, bro. It's dumb that those exist. Yeah. And if people want to lay down on a bench because they're homeless and weary. It, that shouldn't be an issue. I don't see what I mean, it should is. be an issue. There shouldn't be fucking homeless people. Yes, but... In this country... In So what I'm saying is... And I know is, that this happened in America, but I will speak for Australia. There's no fucking reason why we have homeless people here. No. None. What I'm saying is, is that while we have homeless people and the situation has not been resolved, I think we should alleviate their suffering by allowing them to... You know, lay down in places or sit down and take some sort of small comfort. Yeah. Do you remember when the mayor was like, you know, for his election campaign, he's like, I'm going to get rid of the homeless people. Yeah. And everyone was like, how? I was like, we're going to we're gonna move them on. I saw out. that. I saw the effects of that, right? Because where I work, the building that I work overlooked a particular part of the city near the railway where there was a big camp and they had stuff hanging off the fences and there was like, you know, Tent set up at like a big camp, and after old mate got in, because apparently that campaign won him the fucking vote. Although only like a thousand people voted or something like that. Yeah, yeah Perth, the mayor of Perth voted. does not get a big sort of votership. No one cares about mayors. Um, the it's the probably the most impactful on a personal level, but the least paid attention to form of. Well, uh, after that happened, the camps disappeared, and then literally, I don't know that it's the same people, but literally. Just homeless people popped up on the other side of this bridge. Like yeah. They're on one side of a bridge, and then within a few days, they were on the other side of the bridge. Because where are they going to go? That's the thing. They can't fucking go anywhere. Give them somewhere to go. Just go somewhere else. Why don't you go go to a house? Either utilize infrastructure that we have, like that fucking COVID place that we built. Yeah. Or... Build new places for them. Do we not need to build things? Is that not an important part of our economy? Yeah, that was a cr- that one was crazy. Where like they spent ages building this huge facility for like I think it was people coming in from overseas. They were going to stay there uh, to be like checked for COVID or whatever. And then COVID pretty much finished. It's not a big deal anymore. And now we just have this giant facility that never really got used, uh, like way out in Whoop Whoop. And it like. The arguments that I've heard for not using that to house the homeless, because the the premier was basically like, "Yeah, no, we're not doing it for that. We'll think we'll think of something else." But it's not set up to be like apartment complexes. No one's gonna want to live there if they have other choices. Like if you've got money, then you're not gonna want to live there. Homeless people would be fine with it because it's like they're inside. Well, I mean, like, it's a place, first of all, it's air conditioned, it's insulated. They're places you can live, but they're orig- they're originally set up for, like, short stays or whatever. So I don't, I don't know how much renovation you would need to make it, quite, you know, sort of, like, fit, fit for, for homeless people to stay in. I don't know, imagine that it would be very much, because you would have, at the very least, needed people to stay there for, like, a, maybe, like, a month or so at a time. Uh, but the facilities are there. It's, they're not like demountables. They're like permanent fixtures. There's no reason why you couldn't use that for homeless people, apart from the fact that it's way up in whoop whoop. But then it's like again, like 
it's it's that or be homeless. And um, there's things that you can do to to make that. F- Place. Yeah, one of the things that we should be doing here is addressing the rental problem. Like, oh, yeah. the government needs to step in and say that this is like well, the government outra- thinks it. The government thinks it has by starting up Keystar in order to help people get into homes. Like, that's their solution. It's Just the buy. Base- Landlords should not be able to inflate their prices to whatever the fuck they think. There needs to be some kind of line drawn where it's like, look, you've got mortgages and the interest rates are at this amount, so you're paying this. You can't charge more than this amount for the property. Yeah, I was looking at like the... Because I know like landlords do have expenses and the houses that they own usually have mortgages and the price of mortgages has gone up as the interest rates have gone up. I understand that. I'm sympathetic to that. But what I'm not sympathetic to is just like ex- exploitation, basically. Like, oh, the the market's in a position where I can charge whatever I want and people are still going to line up out the door to do home viewings. Yeah, I was I was looking at the law surrounding like what you can and can't charge for a home, like if you're selling your house. And if it's below a certain property value, there's like – uh, additional fees that you have to pay. Like you can't just give somebody a house that's worth, you know, however they however they judge worth basically, um, 300 grand. You can't just give that to somebody for like $2. That's not the, – the housing market is regulated, tightly regulated for to prevent things like fraud and money laundering and stuff like that. But the rental market, there are – essentially no rules on how much you can charge like it's basically like you know if that's what you think it's worth and people can pay it then that's that's what it's worth and you can um increase the rent every time a person renews their lease if you want to because like where are they going to go especially yeah, they, are, in- they already live there and they're gonna have to try and find somewhere else so you pretty much have them captive like yes they can technically leave that is an option but it's an option that's so like difficult and that you would want to avoid depending you, on the market. You coerce people into paying whatever you say every time you up their rent. Well, things like this happen when there's not a lot of houses, but then people build more houses and the issue goes away. The issue is like, so there is that, that sort of like wave of like ups and downs where like there's more development. So the rental prices come down. It's a rent is market. And then all the houses get filled because the population of the area goes up, which means uh, rent goes up. So those do, things do happen in waves, but the waves are like a couple of years. It's however long it takes to build a lot more houses in whatever area you happen to be. Um, so it's not like it's a thing that could be fixed. It's not a thing that the market can fix in like a couple of months. Um, bringing it back to this story, though, like I trying to trying to keep it on the sort of a podcast for men uh, brand the. This this whole thing is like it's it's fucked on on many levels, and I'm many sort of like uh, men's mental health slash mentality slash the sort of uh, sit the situation that men are, are facing in society. Like, uh, so you've got this guy Neely, who's a, a homeless guy, is a, a street performer. Uh, 70% of homelessness is men. Like just, it's, it's an issue that uniquely affects men. Uh, and then you've got this, this guy who's a, a, a vet, apparently not a vet, a veteran. There you go. He's a Marine veteran who's probably got his own mental health issues 
that are contributing to him just like icing this dude in cold blood. And then you've got this sort of like the angle of, I want to say like this kind of macho, like I need to step in and make it violent sort of thing that guys have got. Um, where do we want to start? Yeah, I mean, the as you point out, there's there's multiple dynamics there and they are all male-centric, so homelessness being a, a issue that affects men disproportionately. Um, this wish a motherfucker would, like I, I said before we started this, women don't do this. Women don't just choke people out on the train. They snitch. No. You know, They'll like, call the manager. And if you're a man and you're hearing me say that and you're butt hurt, I mean, go fuck yourself. Like, I know we're supposed to be doing a podcast for men here, but part of doing that podcast is just telling you that I, as a man, believe that this is a male-centric issue. The issue of homelessness, yes, but also this wish a motherfucker would bullshit machismo fucking attitude that this dickhead had and the people who decided to help as well. Like, this is a sickness that's going on with men and this is literally nothing could be more illustrative of how these male issues affect men because one man killed another due to these issues. Like it could not be like any man that's triggered about what I'm saying, you're missing the point that this is hurting us. There's no way that this could be any clearer than those issues manifesting in a man who killed another man. Yeah, like uh, apparently uh, Daniel hasn't... Daniel hasn't stepped forward, the guy who, who did it, Daniel... I bet he fucking hasn't, because he's a coward. Daniel Penny He's hasn't. a coward, he chokes out a, a vulnerable person while other people are stopping them from fighting back. I would be interested to see what his statement would be, though, because, like, I genuinely hope, not in a... Maybe in a little bit of a, a sort of schadenfreude kind of way, but, like, I do hope that he feels bad about this. I do hope that he's kind of, like... Realize that he took a guy. He took a guy's life. Pretty. I unjustly. hope he feels bad for fifteen to twenty years. Yeah, he wasn't um, like nearly wasn't attacking people. He was just sort of shouting and being unruly. And maybe that makes people uncomfortable. Maybe that makes them scared. Whatever. And but and you can assess that this person's like mentally ill and that then that they can't really be reasoned with. But at that point, you call the police. You get people who are who are trained to be able to do that. You talk to, there's usually a button. There's like a a distress button on trains, like on public transport. And the guy in the box, the guy who's like controlling the train will, um, he'll say to like whatever people are on the next platform, Hey, there's a guy who's causing issues. I need you to step in. So there's things that you can do reasonable, if not slight, somewhat kind of like buck passing or cowardly things that you can do. Uh, to prevent a situation like this. But that attitude of just like, I'm going to step in, I'm going to do something. And again, so he hasn't stepped forward, but a lot of people have been doing the whole, I wish a motherfucker would step forward. Oh, yeah. So like, let me see. What do you reckon, Alan, while Cam's looking for this? What's your outside perspective as a quote-unquote woman? Uh, so, look, uh, I think people... People tend to overreact and jump to the like jump to conclusions about people, not in terms of the the perpetrators, but the person who was on the train. So a lot of a lot of homeless people 
tend to become homeless because of mental illness or because they have a disorder of some kind and they're either unmedicated or they're um uh, they're not able to hold down jobs and so they're not able to um to you know afford to feed themselves or have someone to live and so and that continues to spiral and, and manifest until they become the quote unquote crazies on the train and i think people are far too eager to demonize and also take down those people or try and like silence them in some way which is deeply saddening when it should be rather than those people like choke holding him if he was screaming about not having food or being hungry the, the i mean my natural thing to do like as long as he wasn't being violent it would have been to go hey like i have some food and i've done this before there was a guy sleeping on the train on the way to Fremantle, he was just laying along those, the long rows of seats. He was just laying there and he was quite clearly homeless and just train riding or train hopping. And I'd packed myself a lunch. And while he was asleep, I just left my lunch near his head and hoped that he would wake up and find it and that would be his. But that's like, that just feels like the natural thing to do, to care, to care about people who are disadvantaged and don't have the same kind of access to resources or funds or or any of that that I have like I, I just it's hard for me to understand how people go straight to that mentality rather than to the let me help this person rather than hurt this and, person and even I I agree completely but in addition to that even if you you know, for whatever reason, don't particularly want to help that person in that moment or mm. you can't for whatever reason. At least, like, I try and look at these things, like, because, look, sometimes these people on the train or at the front of my work or whatever, like, they're annoying. It mm. is annoying. They can be annoying when they're – um, these people are annoying. I get that, you know, their their mental illness and the just – the weight of their situation is manifesting itself in antisocial behavior. I understand that. Can you not, even if you're not going to help them, can you not at least look at them and be like, man, they're having a much worse day than me. They're having yeah. a much worse life than me. Yeah. The annoyance that I feel when I get off the train and there's that group of people that's usually at the front of the main train station, the city, you're yelling at each other or whatever. The, the annoyance and slight inconvenience that I feel in those brief moments as I walk past them is nothing compared to the life that they're living. So even if you're not going to help, and I'm not going to be righteous and judge people for not helping because I haven't given money or food to every single homeless person I've seen. I do do it, but I don't do it all the time. Mm -hmm. Even if you're not going to do that, like just some, it's really basic empathy, like just to be able to go, wow, like this, whatever I'm feeling now as a result of this person, their life sucks so much worse than mine. Yeah, I think that's the, I mean, that's the real crux of, you know, where I was coming from is that this person's life is quite clearly far worse than yours. And even as you say, you can't help that person. Don't hinder them. Like don't make their lives any harder than they already are. That's just cruel and unusual. Like, I don't know. All right, what do you got lined up for us here, kid? Uh, so, stable human and all-round great guy, Matt Walsh. Oh, God. I hate this. He could be – he's the worst. 
Nah, man, he's the best. He's the new guy. From from the Daily Wire, he is my least favorite. Um, and it's a race the, to the bottom, but... He's got the worst takes. He takes the the role of who has the worst takes. I feel like he's definitely more boring to watch, but not the most boring. Now, uh, Michael Knowles is the most boring. Of course. Um, Jordan Peterson is the most fun. I have a lot of fun watching Jordan Peterson. Now, I guess he's part of Daily Wire now, isn't he? Yeah, he's on the team. Um, so Matt Walsh, here we go again. A good Samaritan steps up to restrain an insane erratic vagrant with 40 prior arrests and an active warrant for felony assault. The vagrant dies in the struggle and now left to scum are calling for the hero's head. So couple of things here, some stuff to unpack. Uh, first of all, who hurt you? (laughs) Like whoever, so... Nearly, I don't, I don't know what his full deal is. He probably did have, um, he probably did have priors. There's a few things that I've seen that he'd been like, you know, he'd been arrested uh, for. The, he was no angel defense. Well, he's been arrested for assault and other things before, but in this specific instance, the, there hasn't been anything put forward that he actually committed an assault. And, and he, the guy that killed him didn't know that. Yeah. So, like, if he had been a 100% straight edge, like, absolutely nothing going wrong in his life, but had still done the, the scary thing. It would have been the exact same outcome. If the day, if that day that he was killed went exactly the same, but every day prior to that was like totally straight edge. Yeah. It's irrelevant. Down. Like it's like George Floyd having fucking, uh, uh, what did he have in his blood? They were saying fentanyl. Um, Yeah. Old mate didn't know that when he fucking need him to death. No. And yeah. it shouldn't make a difference, but even if it did make a difference, uh, well, the, the situation cop didn't know that. The situation, yeah, the, the thing about George Floyd is, like, you shouldn't kneel on people's necks, even if you're a cop, even if the dude is erratic and he's on... I would on, say, especially if you're a cop, well, yeah. you're trained to protect society and you're also trained in some kind of hand-to-hand combat, so you have more of a, a burden, your knowledge burdens you to perform in a particular way like especially should not if you're some dickhead and like uh, you shouldn't do it but if you're some dickhead and you kneel on someone's neck while you're trying to restrain them it's like well i mean that you still shouldn't do that but maybe you don't know any better but if you're a cop or like this guy a marine you should especially know don't kneel on people's necks you don't choke people out like yeah, so him having priors is irrelevant to this specific case because the people involved didn't know that. And, like, even if they did, that's not your free ki- free ticket to kill the guy. Like, that's not how society works. You don't just get to He's ice people. He's got a ticket to kill. Yeah, you don't just ice people who have got priors. Um, again, also, the dude's mentally kill. ill. Like, if he's got, like, a... If the dude has a severe mental illness, if that's why it's not like he's evil, he's not like Mega Mind running around like causing trouble on purpose. He's he's an insane, erratic vagrant. Yeah, I like the use of vagrant as a pejorative there. Yeah, he moves around instead of having one place that he sleeps every a night. A life which he chose. Yeah, Matt Walsh. You know, Rambo was a vagrant. That's what they got him on. I would rear naked choke Matt Walsh. I wouldn't kill him, but I'd like to put him to sleep. Um, the left fit in a video game, though, right? Playing UFC, the video UFC game. UFC 4. I want to get the UFC EA games. Sports. But apparently they're bad. 
I mean, I'm sure they are. Apparently, they're poorly made. I'm sure they are. I mean, uh, they're made by EA, so there's your first clue. So, And they're also just a branding vehicle for the UFC. So. The follow-up to this tweet, this golden nugget of where Matt is in his life... Um, uh, the left fills our cities with violent dirt bags, dares you to take any step to defend yourself and your community, and then uh, promptly ruins your life for it. These people are truly wicked. I mean, pure evil. That's what we're dealing with. So this is... How, the left fills cities with what dirty people or whatever he said. Uh, dirt bags, not dirty people. The left fills cities with dirt bags. So where was this guy from? I mean, presumably from from New York. He was a dude from New York, right? Where did he grow up? Uh, I don't think. I just, I just don't understand his claim. I don't understand it in the abstract, well, it's, but it's, I also don't understand it in like specific to this case. I, I think it's just Daily Wire branding. Like, the, no, no, of course, like it's but, the left's but fault this is that the there thing. are homeless guys going crazy yeah, on the train because that never happened under it's Reagan. It's easy, easy to dismiss his bullshit arguments, like out of hand and just say that's some daily wire shit, but I'm just attempting to interrogate it a little bit more so that anyone who isn't already thinks about it a little bit more. What does he mean by that? You know, how does that make any sense? Guys, guys from New York, old dudes. Do you remember? Is he talking about immigrants? Cause again, this guy wasn't an immigrant. No. Immigrants are underrepresented in crime statistics in America. But he was black, and they're overrepresented in crime statistics. Mm, kill him. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that is the message, really, is like, this guy's a hero because he killed a homeless guy. Yeah, calling a man who killed someone a good Samaritan, like, just r- right off the bat, first, the second sentence of the tweet, a good Samaritan. Here we go again. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Well, he's saying here we Men, go. Men, I want to ask you, if anyone listens to uh, this podcast that, like, so you've stumbled across it, it's called a podcast for men. We do attempt to brand ourselves in a particular way so that we pick up some of the Daily Wire market. So if you're finding me to be quite abrasive, uh, A, yes, I am, but B, um, I would... Sincerely like you to contact us uh, on our socials, probably Instagram would be best, and let us know what you get out of Daily Wire. Because I used to be a Daily Wire kid myself. I say kid, I was in my 20s, my early 20s. That's a kid. I used to be a Daily Wire guy myself, so I don't have a complete lack of empathy for people who listen to Ben Shapiro, listen to Jordan Peterson, listen to Stephen Crowder, you know, all these guys. I know that extends beyond Daily Wire, but I I have some empathy for that because I used to be in that place myself. I think Cameron did as well. So if you do listen to this podcast, you've come across us and you've made it this far and you're hearing me get quite heated about Daily Wire, feel free respectfully, if you can, to let us know what it is you get out of these guys. What it is you get out of people like Matt Walsh and the kind of, in my opinion, bullshit that he's saying. What would his solution be, though, to this to this issue? Arrest like, him. Well, like, that's not what... Um that's not what he's advocating for. If the solution was arrest him, then he should have been like, you know, don't kill people in cold blood, don't be a vigilante, wait for the police, you should have called the police, and then the police can shoot him in the back of the head. Like, the police can yeah, choke maybe, him out. Yeah, maybe, but I mean... 
If the if the argument here was supposed to be the Good Samaritan be, bit says to me that he thinks that this guy is doing a job above his station, you know, out of the goodness of his heart. He out had of to like rise charity. up, yeah, against the filth. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pretty but he's lame, Millhouse. The, the uh, there's a drop we should get. Oh, I'll get that drop. I'll get it. Um, so here we go again. That's a reference to a similar. In terms of the discourse, I mean, because, like, obviously there's a lot of people are making the whole Black Lives Matter arguments. They're saying that it was a lynching. I don't think that it's no, as far I, as that. Yeah, like I... There's multiple black guys. I mean, this is and isn't a good argument at the same time. So, like, there's multiple guys who are black who are helping pin the dude down, but they're sort of immaterial to the question of whether or not the guy who choked him out was racist because the guy who choked him out could very well have done it for racist reasons. The fact that he hasn't come forward and if he does come forward, it's highly unlikely that he'll turn out to be a Nazi tells me that we'll never really know the answer to that question. It'll be speculative, but this is not, this is not George Floyd too, basically is the the point. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I mean, I, I get how it would factor in if he did turn out to be racist, but let's be honest, I prefer a guy who is racist that doesn't kill people to a guy who isn't racist that does. Wow. Like, I think that's a no-brainer, right? Like a guy that's got some fucked up ideas about black people but doesn't go around choking them out versus- Does he advocate for choking them out, though? Is he on Twitter being like, man, these filthy degenerates, someone ought to do something. Yeah, I mean, look, I guess it would depend on the particulars of each, I want a of lot each of, one. What but, I want but is my point anti-racist. Is, my point is is that it's 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 not a crime to be racist. Yeah. It can be a crime to say and do racist things, but it's not a crime to be a racist person. I don't agree with you. And then if you take those those uh, sentiments into action, then you may well be committing crimes. But it's not a crime to be racist. It is a crime to just kill people, particularly yeah. in cold blood. So, you yeah. know? Um, well, now that he's been publicly outed, I feel like it's any day now that the police will, like, you know, knock on his door and say, hey, we've got to call you in because you did a bad <laughs> thing. You killed someone, dude. Yeah. Um, How are we doing for time on the free episode? Yeah. We're at 56 minutes. Oh, fucking every time, mate. So the Every he- time out of the park. The here we go statement is in reference to a similar discoursing where an old guy stops, tries to stop thieves shoplifting from a TJ Mack. So we'll finish on that because it's kind of a light. Oh, I think I know this one. a good Samaritan trying to stop two alleged thieves at a TJ Maxx in Miraloma. Dramatic video captured by a customer showing oh. the takedown at the location on Lemonite Avenue. At least two women wearing black hoodies seen trying to walk out with arms full of purses. But when the second one tried to leave, a man jumped in to stop her, tackling her, eventually knocking her to the ground. The annoying thing about this whole situation is that he didn't even get After a brief struggle, the alleged thief was able to get away. Because, like, if you're going to be that... She cocked him in the head real good as well. That looked like a clean shot. Here's the thing. Like, if you're going to be the guy who tries to, again, stand up and do something, and it's like, I have to stop the shoplifters. It's really important that TJ Maxx doesn't report any losses on their insurance. At least 
you know, hold them down until the police get there. You failed, bro. This is an, an F. No, don't hold, like, yeah. I mean, that that's hilarious. It's It's very funny that she punched him right in the stupid fucking head for that. Yeah, it's such, I don't know, it's... I don't know. How do we feel about shoplifting? Don't care. Don't care? Is it good, though? I used to work at many different shops in a managerial position where, position where things like shrinkage, so loss and loss prevention, like particularly, like so theft, were things that were my direct concern. Um, and I don't care. I, I really don't give a shit if people steal from shops. I'm not saying it's right, but I just think it's such a minor issue. What happens if people shoplift? Um, we have to write that stock off. It's a loss. Okay. And but is it like our, a, is, isn't, don't you get insurance or something? Yeah, the businesses are insured. Are there trade-offs to that? Can I just write off, you know, like 50 grand worth of shrinkage? Uh, if if you if you're reporting a lot of loss, like it becomes a problem for you as per the person running the store, right? You have loss prevention people sent out to figure out why it is that you keep losing stock, and right. you could lose your job if you're if you're the store that's constantly putting up those numbers and not seeming to do anything about it, right? Because it's a loss. How much are a, you expected to do prevent, about it? Um, well, that's the thing, like, because, I mean, when I used to be in those roles, I did used to care because it's kind of impressed on you that you do care. I stopped caring after a while, but yeah, didn't it's impressed it? on you that you do care. Oh, I've been I've been assaulted in, in those roles while yeah. trying to prevent people from stealing. I remember you once told me a guy pulled a knife on you or something. Yeah, someone, like, I don't know if it was a knife or a screwdriver. I just sort of, like, saw him pull it out quickly, and then I was like, well, I'm out of here. I went down to the front to make sure all my team were in one spot and got them to call the police. And when he came down, I sort of like stood between him and them because um, my only concern was that at, th- at that point, like, I don't give a shit. I'm just making sure that he doesn't stab any of my team or the customers as well. As I walked down, I was checking every aisle to make sure there wasn't a random straggler customer. Otherwise, I would tell him, yeah, come down the front because there's a crazy guy at the back. Um, and, yeah, I've been hit and I've had people, like, you know, th- threaten me and things like that. Uh and it's it's just stupid. It's just the kind of thing that they drill into you that it's like your fucking problem and that you should do anything about it. So is that the day you stopped caring when you realized actually I could get stabbed if I care? Um, I can't remember actually what a specific time was, but like there's been there's been moments where because I had one when I was like nineteen that should have been scary, that wasn't because at, at nineteen I was just sort of like amped up on it, but like followed someone out of the shop, out of the shopping complex, and now we're in the car park. And That this, is weird. And this guy, like, gets up in my face, and I look over and I see security looking at us, standing far back, waiting for it to finish. And I remember feeling like, oh, I'm out here on my own. I thought we were, like... I thought we were a team, guys. I thought we were all going to go stop this guy, but here I am faced with what is clearly a meth head now that I'm quite close to him and I can see his eyes. Yeah, he's got superpowers now. <laughs> and uh, you fucking pieces of shit are just going to like watch me deal with it. But then at the same time, when I look back, it's like, well, they didn't want to get hit. You know, that's yeah. fair enough. They don't want to get hit. Neither did I really. I was just stupid enough to find myself in that position. But I used to get into situations like that all the time. And I, I will say that it, other than like the, the corporate pressure to do something about theft, there was also like this, 
um, machismo of like wanting to get into a fight or wanting to see how far I could push something or, you know, wanting to be the guy that, that stopped the guy. I definitely had that when I was 19 or when I was 21. Oh, I, yeah, I, I for sure had that. There was a time where, cause I was tall and athletic in high school, which means I didn't get into a lot of fights. Uh, like I did, I went to sort of like a ghetto ish school, like a, not the roughest school in the area, but a school that did have like a lot of fights and stuff. And I did piss people off. Like I had a fairly annoying, uh, abrasive personality. Can you believe that, Ellen? Yeah. No. But no. like, I never got into like a full fight. There were definitely confrontations that I had, but because th- my strategy was to basically just like laugh at it and play it off. And uh, I would. <laughs> this is super embarrassing in hindsight, but I would sort of like. Uh, whenever people would ask me things like, oh, do you do any like martial arts or whatever? I would just come up with a different answer every time. I'd be like, oh yeah, I do like Krav Maga and shit. And some guy, or another time I was like, hey, I do like ninjutsu. We, we... Did you do anything at that time? No. <laughs> <laughs> I had- At least uh, I could say I did Taekwondo. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I'd just be unclear about how long ago I finished doing it. Yeah. I would like, I did uh, at the time- I, 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 yeah, I would just, I would just make shit up. I would say that I like, my dad knows karate and he taught me some stuff I did. So I would just spread rumors basically of my own skills, my own martial arts skill. Also, the cool thing is if the martial art is obscure enough, nobody knows what to expect. So like, I remember I got into an argument or like a confrontation with some guy who had legit boxing training. He probably wasn't like super, super good. But but he knew how to throw a punch. He knew how to, how to punch. And he had like, uh, I guess... In hindsight, probably, like, semi-abusive or, like, fully abusive brothers who, like, he, they would beat him up and he would get into fights with them and stuff. Um, I don't know how, like, extreme it got at his house, but he was, like, a relatively tough kid and we were having some argument about something dumb and he was, like, getting super aggressive and there was another guy with him who was, like, big and I'm like, oh, he could fuck you up, bro. And I'm new. I'm a new kid. Uh, so I'm like, I don't care, bro. New kid on the block. Yeah, I don't know. I, I do grab my guard, bro. I'll fuck you up. And it's like, it's one of those martial arts that's obscure enough that you, is like, I don't know. Should I? Should I not? Because if I said something like karate, then he would have been like, okay, I know what that is. I know what to expect. I could probably fight this guy yeah, right now. Yeah, but he didn't know yet that Krav Maga was pulling hair and <laughs> scratching. Yeah, Krav Maga is basically women's self-defense. It's like... What? Well, I mean, that's... No, I'm I'm comfortable with that. I'm com- I'm comfortable wow. with that assessment. Yeah, Krav Maga is not a We're real. We're a real martial art. It's sold as being yeah. like Israeli, uh, like mixed martial what, what arts. What the IDF use? Yeah, but it's like they attack children. <laughs> <laughs> like if you want to like learn what the IDF use, their main enemy is children. So yeah. you know, children it's, flying kites. It's children mar- with rocks. Yeah, it's a martial art that only works on. Uh, Palestinian children and uh, old people whose houses you're bulldozing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, but if you're a fan of that, but I never, Krav Maga. I never, I never got into like a proper fight in school. But I always, I had this sort of like, again, because I was like, I was strong. I was like one of the only people in my age group that lifted weights for a while. And the older you get, the more common it, that becomes. But like, there was definitely sort of like maybe 16, 17, maybe up until I was like 19, I had this sort of like image of myself. I was like, I I could handle myself, whatever. And then I actually started doing martial arts and it's like, oh yeah, I I would die instantly. 
Um, but there's definitely this, particularly when you're young, if you haven't been in a proper fight, everybody thinks that they're that they're hard because they maybe they got into like a little kid fight when they were in year three and it was like then they were tough because they could throw a punch. Um, but like after watching people get into fights on Reddit, like there's a subreddit called Fight Porn, which is just the most brutal shit you've ever seen. It's people like getting hit and then falling to the ground and bumping their head and having a seizure. And now I'm completely like, ah, oh, yeah, I don't want to get into any kind of real confrontation. There's no way. No, I mean, that should be the goal. Like, and that's, you know, not how I used to feel, but uh, that's definitely how I feel now. Like, you want to be able to handle yourself if you get into a fight. You improve your chances if you are strong and if you know some technique. But at the end of the day, you don't want to get into a fight because you can just die. Yeah, people you can just are, fall and hit your head and die. Like, what a pathetic way to go out. Yeah, people know? who do, who are in, who have that attitude of like, I just, I'll take anyone, I'll take anybody on. Who just like maybe they get into fights or have gotten into fights regularly. It just takes hitting the ground wrong once. Yeah, not even getting hit by another person. You stumble. You trip. Yeah, you, you trip. You trip in the middle of it. You're walking backwards or like, you know, you take a sidestep off a curb and that's your, you've hit the ground wrong, game over. It's so crazy. And it's like, you've, you've never gotten your shit rocked either. That's another thing is like, I don't think people who get properly fucked up in a street fight go leave that situation with the same attitude. That would... That like put would put like fear into a person because it's like I've very nearly died and have now got like a permanently fucked up jo- like my jaw clicks or something like that. I can't imagine going. My through- jaw clicks. Yeah, I can't I don't imagine know from which time I was hit in the face that happened. But- yeah, if this if that had something like that, something permanent, I still my neck clicks after getting into a small car accident, and that still frustrates me. So the idea that my jaw could click perpetually after getting punched in the face would just like. That would just terrify me because that's so. That would be so frustrating for no reason. Oh, there was a reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that might be it for this episode. A little bit of a tense one. I feel like I yelled a lot, but you, you did know, a bit. That's uh, we're men. That's fine. We're men plus Ellen. Yeah, plus me. Uh. APFM, a podcast for men. This has been the free episode, but as mentioned earlier, we do a premium episode as well. It's at patreon.com slash a podcast for men. Um, if you like that, or if you like this rather, then check that out. Free!